Snowboard Banter. I'm Anthony Tedesco, and I've been snowboarding for a little over a year, and I'd like to be your guide and partner as we jump into the world of snowboarding together here on the show. Each week, we'll be covering topics throughout the realm of snowboarding with a bit of input from my own experiences in a progressive fashion. First, we'll start with the basics. Why choose snowboarding? How to pick your own board? Things to consider, among other things. In later episodes, we'll be jumping into more on-the-mountain tips to help with your own riding skills and everything in between. With each episode, I want to help you grow your skills and knowledge alongside my own because I am fairly new to this as well. I can't wait to start this journey with you all. Let's get carving. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Board Banter. I'm Anthony Tedesco, and I'm very excited to have you here listening with me. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than the other episodes that I have put out so far. However, it's going to be a little bit more in-depth. I'm only going to focus on a couple things today. Uh, We're going to start with how to progress your riding from the falling leaf technique that I briefly touched on in the last episode and pushing yourself into properly carving, getting on your toe side, getting on your heel side, and actually feeling confident and ready to take that next step into actually riding down the mountain, carving, and really learning how to understand your board and push it and feel comfortable controlling yourself and controlling your speed um, when the board's underfoot. So that's what we're going to start with. I'm also going to take a second to um, properly recognize the different types of snow that you'll encounter from day-to-day riding, especially out here for my listeners in Southern California. I ride out here. um, My main mountains are Big Bear and Mountain High, and the snow conditions can change wildly from day-to-day, like I said. Um, Especially this winter, the snow conditions have been pretty light, and there is man-made snow that is being produced, but the weather will always be a factor to consider when riding. So I want to talk about different types of snow that you can recognize and how to properly approach them so that you keep yourself safe and so that you know how to gauge your performance for that day. And I'd also be taking a break today to discuss, again, like why snowboarding is so important to me and more specifically how I've fallen in love with it. Um, And I just want to offer my perspective on my own snowboarding journey. Um, and I know it's a little personal, but in life of, in light of recent life events, I'll be looking towards snowboarding as a healthy escape. And I want to offer my opinion on how I think snowboarding will be something to keep me going, something to, that could be the same for you if you're in a similar tough situation. So I'll be taking a quick segment, quick break, and just going over that. All right, so just to touch on the falling leaf technique that I went over last episode for anybody that doesn't remember or who's just showing up right now, the idea of the falling leaf technique is that once you're up on your board and getting down the mountain, you're just going to focus on keeping your toes perpendicular to the mountain and kind of sliding your weight to the left and the right to get comfortable with pushing yourself almost to going up on a heel side edge or a toe side edge. Um, so the falling leaf is essentially swishing back and forth, pretending that you are a leaf falling through the sky. Um, but the progression of this is honestly, the only way that I can best recommend it is to just push yourself further and send it. Um, so fully committing to putting your weight on your heel edge and your toe edge. And what I mean by this is for either side, it doesn't really matter. The concept is to just bring the opposite end of the board up uh, off the snow to emphasize the contact that 
the edge is making with the snow. So the um, for your heels, if you're doing a heel side turn, your toes are going to be leaving the snow and your heels are going to be holding all of the pressure and all the contact so that the board is going to in turn um, dig into the snow and push you in a slight curve uh, towards the side of the board that is in the snow. So for me, my stance is goofy. So my right foot is at the front. And if I'm going to make a right side turn, I would put my, I would lean my weight back, keeping my center of gravity a little bit canted, uh, canted off behind the board. Again, lifting my toes up and emphasizing the pressure that I'm putting uh, from my heels into the snow so that the edge underneath my heels is going to push the board into a right side curve um, because it's it's a very I'm sure there's some scientific way of really explaining it but the idea is that whatever side of the board is contacting the snow more heavily that's where the board's going to pull um, and then the same goes for the toes if you if I want to make a left side turn again uh, my right foot is at the front my toes are facing um, well, for a left side turn, my toes are facing to the left. So I would just lean my weight forward over the board and press my toes into the snow. And gradually the board will be pulled in that direction. And then coming to a stop is evening yourself out um, and deciding if you want to do a toe side or heel side stop. And um, from the from learning the curve of each side, heel or toe, how that's going to pull you, um, it's going further into it and leaning into that curve to the point that the board will pull itself um, perpendicular to the uh, the direction of gravity that the mountain is going to pull you in. Um, and by doing so, the board will um, put enough pressure into the snow against gravity. It'll um, provide enough friction to that you come to the stop. And that's pretty much it. It's You're going to alternate your weight toes to heels and get a feel for how the edge of your board will carve through the snow. That's the best way to put it. It's like um, slicing through like a knife through butter, honestly. You want to get the edge um, to the side that you want to turn to and really just get a feeling for what that feels like, how how much pressure you need to put on each side to hold that turn and and how much is too much and at what point is not enough. Um, so it's really just, it's a balancing act and quite literally because you do need to get a sense of balance for how to hold that edge. So um, that's the best way that I can really explain this in an audio auditory fashion. Um, it's So the essential things to remember are finding your balance, knowing where your toes and where your heels are going to pull you and how the board is going to react to the pressure that you put on it. Um, yeah, that's honestly it. Um, and if you need help, you can always ask somebody nearby how they would recommend it. But for the purposes of this show, that is that is about as informative as I can get without creating a video portion, which is something I do have in the works. Separate side note, I would like to start doing a video. But for now, that's what we got. Take a quick break from that. And I'd like to talk about, again, why I think snowboarding is very important to me. And this time I'll focus more on how and why I fell fell in love with it. Um, 
I think it's just, it's one of those things where, well, it was something that gave me a lot of excitement. And it was something that I had always thought about. And it was really eye-opening to really just jump completely off, go jump completely into it and kind of go off the deep end in terms of running head headlong into something that I thought was so exciting. Um, cause it really is, um, it's an escape for me and it's something that I have truly fallen in love with. It's something I don't think I'll ever give up. And I sincerely hope that anybody who gets into this or is considering it and decides to start snowboarding, I hope that you feel the same because for me, it's it's become a big part of my life. I know I don't do it as much as I would like to because I don't live in a location where I can, but I think that makes it all the more special to me. Um, like the the uh, the times in between, I get to think in between trips rather. I get to think about what it means to me and how much fun I can have when I am doing it. So I don't know. I I, I appreciate I appreciate the sport for what it's given to me and the freedom that it provides me, especially in times of need. Um, I don't know. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy talking about it to anybody who will listen, which is partially why I started the show because I want to share my love for this with as many people as possible. That's just part of who I am. I love sharing and I love giving. Um, but uh, in light of recent life events, I, will be leaning on snowboarding a lot more um, to get me through a rough patch. And I know this is more personal than I'm sure some of you might expect, but I think it's warranted. I don't know. I think the show comes, for me, the show comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of appreciation and wanting to spread my my love and appreciation for the sport. So I, I hope that anybody listening can understand where I'm coming from. Um, and possibly to expect more heartfelt messages from me on the show because I I want the show to be personal. I want it to be I want to be your pocket guide. I want to be somebody that you can come to for help, for guidance, any questions that you might have. I hope I can answer them whether in the comment section or in an episode. Um yeah, so this is all kind of just a jumble of emotions and thoughts that I'd like to put out there. Um but just know that I love snowboarding. And I love the show that I've put together so far. And I love knowing that I can improve on it. And I know, I love knowing that it is hopefully reaching somebody. So it, make, it means a lot to me. And I'll be, uh, I'll be leaning on this show and I'll be leaning on my love for the sport to get me through um, just a hard time in my life. But that's besides the point. So thank you for listening to this little segment. I appreciate it because I'm sure somebody understands. And that's what matters. And thank you for allowing me to have this connection with you, you listeners. It, it means a lot. Okay, and with uh, that, I, I suppose, more somber, more heartfelt message out of the way, we'll get back on track to what we were initially going to talk about. Um, so I'll close this episode out with a discussion about different types of snow that you'll come across when riding. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, there's a lot of different, there's different snow you can run into, especially out here in Southern California. Like I said, the weather will be a huge factor. Um, most of the resorts out here in the warmer climates are going to have man-made snow, and that usually ends up being um, not the most forgiving, especially for beginners. You do a lot of falling, 
They do a lot of falling on groomed hard packed snow, so it might hurt. But I have a put together a little list right here of like the big types of snow that you want to be aware of and you should know how to handle. So like I just mentioned, there's groomed snow, also known as corduroy. And the corduroy refers to just the pattern in the snow that's left from the, um, the what's the word, sorry, the, the, <laughs> the snow grooming like plows and tractors that will go around um, and pack down the snow, make sure it's smooth for the next opening day. And sometimes they'll leave little lines in the snow, looks like corduroy, corduroy pants, you might want to call it that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's great to ride on super, super slippery, super quick. It can be a little tricky to take turns on to fully commit to an edge. And it's also a little bit difficult to come to a complete stop quickly on, uh, because the snow is hard packed and the grooves in the snow might make it just a little bit more difficult to properly set your edge and hit that carve or hit that stop. So it's just something to consider. Um, the bottom line for corduroy is that it feels great. It's it's an interesting feeling. It's a little bumpy underfoot, but the bottom line is that you just want to be careful. Control yourself. Control your speed. Um, the next one that everybody dreams of snowboarding on is powder. Um, it's obviously fresh, soft snow, very deep, easy to sink into, difficult to walk in if you're walking through an ungroomed powder part. Um, so yeah, it's it's the closest you'll get to surfing in terms of comparing the other board sport, the iconic snow, uh, not snowboarding to surfing, right? Um, but it's deep snow. You're going to want to be conscious of where your weight is on the board. You're going to want to set your weight back over your back foot to do your best to keep the nose of your board above the powder, above the line, where the, I guess the surface of the snow, so that you don't sink into it, so you don't flip over your front side because your nose went too deep. Um, so just be conscious of that. But if you're right, if you're lucky enough to ride in powder, don't be afraid to send any sort of thing that you might be working on because falling in powder is the best. It's, it's comfy, it's soft, it's, it's cold, but you know, um, it's, it's the ultimate cushion cushion. Um, and then another, um, type of powder, I guess we call it sticky snow. I've, it's, it's great. Like it's similar to powder in the sense that it's, you have no fear of falling or anything like that. But the um, the uh, the issue with sticky snow is that it's not very forgiving in terms of how fast you can go. I've had the I, I guess I would call it a misfortune of riding it. It's still great, but it's hard to get up to speed, especially on more shallow parts of the mountain. Um, you're really gonna have to push yourself to get some momentum going because it's uh, sticky snow will not allow you to really get going. And for anybody who's curious as to how sticky snow is different from powder or any other type of snow, it's essentially what happens when uh, uh, snowflakes falling from the sky will, when they settle on the ground, the they'll start to melt because the surface temperature is a little bit above freezing. So they'll be the snowflakes will be a little bit wetter than than uh, than they should be, and the extra condensation that is trapped within the snowflakes will cause the snow to be well sticky. Um, it sticks onto your hand, sticks onto any surface really, and it just makes it. It just adds extra friction, which will increase the difficulty of your riding. Um, and then there we we come to slushy and hard pack snow, the the icky, not so fun stuff to ride on, but the stuff that you may encounter. Um, so slushy slush is snow that is 
slushy, it's melted, it's kicked up from the beginning of the morning. Let's say you have a nice groomed run, a good groomed morning on the snow, but after hours of people uh, slicing through the snow, it's going to get bunched up. It's going to start to melt in the daylight sun. Um, It'll clump up and it was just going to be a bumpier ride. Not necessarily a bad bad thing to encounter, but it's something, the most important thing to consider is that just being careful when you're making your turns because I've had many times where my heels, the heels of my boot or the toes of my boot have passed through a little bit of like a, a clump of slush, sort of like a little a little pocket or a little hill. Um, and it's easy to lose your balance. It's easy to fall off the board or fall down rather because you hit an unexpected um, change in terrain just due to like the buildup that slush pre- uh, produces. And then hard pack, um, similar to groom snow, essentially it's, I'll, I'll, uh, describe it as like snowboarding on concrete. You have a nice base, you have a nice solid, uh, snow pack to carve an edge because it's really solid. Your board's not going to go too far, but, uh, in terms of sliding out, but you just be careful about how far and how hard you turn yourself on the hard pack because similar to, similarly to groomed snow, you're going to have, you have to work a little bit harder to actually get into your carves a little bit harder to get into your stops and the worst thing about hard pack is that it just hurts like crazy to fall on so just something to consider definitely wear some wrist guards if you're still learning and you happen to run into a hard pack day um you know it's it's the least it's honestly no one's favorite but again you're gonna have to ride it so just those are like the four big ones that i have that i have personally experienced and things that i take away from them um yeah just things to consider when you are you know, checking off the list of different snow types that you're going to experience. I wouldn't necessarily call it like a bucket list of snow that I want to ride, but at least here in Southern California, those four types are the ones that I have ran into. Thanks for joining me here this week on Board Banter. I hope you learned a lot and I can't wait to talk to you all again next week. I'm Anthony Tedesco, and you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all at Board Banter Pod. That's B-O-A-R-D-B-A-N-T-E-R-P-O-D. Please don't hesitate to drop a follow or comment, and remember to subscribe to me wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you here next week on Board Banter.